0: The surpassing worth of knowing Jesus. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. It's Friday, and uh, we are continuing in our study of uh, Philippians chapter 3. Yesterday, we started the chapter uh, getting through uh, verse 4. Today we're picking up in 5 through 11 and uh, carrying on with Paul's theme of taking no confidence in the flesh, uh, the realization that our salvation is wholly and entirely dependent on the work of Christ. In other words, there's nothing that we do, uh, there's nothing we bring to the table, uh, That Jesus has not done for us at the cross. And so, uh, man, for me, that just really helps me take a deep breath. (laughs) And it takes a load off because I realize it isn't about me. It's about what Jesus has already done for me. And if I have the courage to receive that as a gift, I can walk in the freedom and the hope of knowing Him and being set free from my sin, and I'm so grateful, so very grateful for the work of the cross, and uh, grateful uh, for that empty tomb, which reminds us that uh, this world is not all there is for us. We were made for another world, made for eternity, so that we might uh, be with God forever. Alright my friends, well I hope that you have had instances this week of seeing God's hand at work in your life. And now we are on the cusp of the weekend, ready for some rest and some play, uh, catching up on some chores, maybe the fall temperatures are starting to set in where you are, so uh, maybe you'll enjoy some outside time. Uh, whatever it is, uh, I pray that it would be refreshing and uh, energizing and renewing for your soul. And I pray too that this time in God's Word would would be that way for us as well. Uh, let's spend a moment with the Father before we get into the text. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again uh, that we are at the end of another week and you are still Lord. You are still on the throne. You are still in charge. You are still our all in all. Uh, you're still faithful, and we give you thanks for that, O oh God. Speak through your word once again. Tune our ears to the sound of your voice. Uh, we want to hear what you have for us, and we want to apply those things as your Spirit leads us. We love you, Lord. Uh, we rely on your word to lead us and guide us, uh, to transform us, Um And so work through your spirit in our hearts today once again. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, this is Philippians 3, kind of the second half of verse 4 on into 11. If someone else thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, In regard to the law of Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for righteousness, based on the law, faultless. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him. And uh, like I said earlier in the introduction that Paul was picking up in this theme of not taking confidence in the flesh. In fact, uh, in verses uh, 5 through 6, Paul kind of lays out his pre-Christian resume, if you will. He says, if anybody wants to go toe-to-toe about their uh, efforts at righteousness, let me me show you what I got. Here's my resume, and uh, it's a powerful one. Uh, Paul was uh, a zealot Pharisee. Uh, He was raised for that very... uh, He was put on that trajectory from his birth, um, circumcised on the eighth day according to the law. He was a, uh, a member of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law, a Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church of Jesus Christ. As for righteousness, based on the law, faultless. He was a I dotting T-crossing Pharisee. He was actively persecuting the believers of Jesus. Um, taking delight in it, taking delight in seeing them rounded up and punished. Uh, for their religious, quote-unquote, religious crimes. Uh, He was all in on the law, all in on being a Pharisee, all in on his Hebrew heritage and what it meant to be a true Israelite. But in verse 7, he pivots. (laughs) And the pivot point in Paul's life was Acts chapter 9, the road to Damascus where he encountered the presence of Jesus in a way that changed his life. (laughs) And there's a pivot point that we can all look to, where our own encounter with the presence of Jesus changed our lives. And then subsequent encounters with Jesus um, made that change more real and more powerful and more true. But verse 7, Paul pivots away from his a uh, pharisaical resume onto his new life in Christ. He says, Whatever were my gains in an earthly sense, as I'd lived out my calling to be a Pharisee, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss. <laughs> and I love this statement. Because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. He says, I'll trade it all in. I'll trade in all my earthly accomplishments for this one thing, the surpassing greatness of knowing Jesus. None of that matters except for this one thing, and that's knowing him. None of my life before Christ matters. It was all a loss. It was all garbage. It was all rubbish. Uh, this one thing matters most of all, knowing Jesus. And he says, for whose sake I have lost all things. He traded it all in because he saw the worth of knowing Jesus as above and beyond anything else he might pursue in this life. I have a question for us, my friends. Do we see Jesus as the treasure in our lives above all else? Are we willing to trade in everything else for this one thing, knowing Jesus as Lord? Paul did it. I wonder if we have the courage to do it also. I've lost all things. I consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, rooted in him, grounded in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, laying down my attempts at being good, laying down my attempts at proving my worth to God, but embracing a righteousness is, that is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God and the basis of faith. It's righteousness that's Given to us on the basis of faith, not righteousness we strive for and work at. I want to know Christ, Paul says in verse 10. I want to know Him. I don't want to just know about Him. I want to relate to Him personally. Yes, to know the power of His resurrection and participation in His sufferings. These are courageous things. He wants to, he embraces participation in the sufferings of Christ. The only way that that can happen is if we commit ourselves wholly to the work of Christ in the world. We'll face his sufferings if we commit ourselves wholly to his work in the world. I want to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. Paul's writing these words from his prison cell, he's on house arrest. He is becoming like him in his sufferings, and it may just lead to his death. And so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Verse 11, looking forward to uh, the attainment of resurrection and our death from this earthly life. We all will be attaining to the resurrection someday when Jesus comes back and raises the dead to life. Uh, and ushers all those who believe in Him and put their faith in Him into His eternity, uh, faithfully carrying out John 14, that we may be with Him where He is. Um, Oh, He's faithful. And oh, He loves us. And oh, His promises are true. And oh, these words should stir our hearts, and I hope they do to you and, uh, and to me today. They certainly are stirring my heart today. And I long for these things in my own walk with Jesus as well. If I'm going to get in trouble for something, let it be for following Jesus with passion and zeal, faithfully following him into whatever ministry trench he leads me into. If I'm going to participate in his sufferings, let it be because I've lifted up his word and lifted up his name and lifted up the gospel in places where it was dangerous to do so. Let it be for those reasons. All right, my friends, uh, what a great passage to end the week on. May we rest in these truths and may we see uh, God's hand at work each moment of our lives each day. God bless.